Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. Welcome to The How of Business podcast. This is Henry Lopez, and this episode is about chaos in your small business. To avoid and fix a chaotic business environment requires multiple approaches, but perhaps nothing is more important than asking ourselves and perhaps our partners and leaders, if we are the primary cause of the chaos. So this episode is titled, Five Reasons You're Causing Chaos. Reducing chaos and fostering a more organized and efficient environment within a small business can significantly contribute to its success and make it a significantly more enjoyable business to be a part of. I'm not referring to good chaos, because there are times when some level of chaos is to be expected. I'm talking about the consistently chaotic, and disorganized work environment that perhaps has become the norm for your small business. To receive more information about the Howa business, including the show notes page of this episode, and how you can continue supporting my show and receive workshop discounts and join my monthly group coaching sessions through a Patreon membership, please visit thehowabusiness.com. And I also encourage you to please subscribe wherever you might be listening to my show so you don't miss any new episodes. I also want to take a moment to thank a few of my recent coaching clients, including Duncan, Ava, Tyler, Nicholas, and Navneet. Thank you for the opportunity to help you start and grow your small businesses. So let's talk about the five reasons you're the source of chaos. Number one, it might be it's your identity. You're a firefighter. It's how you got to be successful, either in a corporate world as a business owner. That's part of what we are. We solve problems. We tackle things. We attack. We get things done. And has come to a point now where you are the business and the business is you. It's your identity. And the question you ask yourself then is, well, what do I do if I'm not the one doing everything and making all of the decisions? I'm the best at sales, for example. Only I can bring in the big deals or... I'm the best at creating the product. And while all of those things might be true or somewhat true, the reality is that if that's the case, you can't scale. You can't step back. It's certainly going to be hard for you to be able to sell the business if that's something that you're planning to do in the future. And so all of this leads, of course, also to personal stress and burnout. And business owners who are stressed out or burnt out make poor decisions, communicate less effectively, and contribute to a tense or chaotic work environment. Also, you might not be maintaining as a result a clean or organized workspace or work environment. And the fact is that an organized workspace can significantly reduce the level of chaos and contribute to a more productive environment. And so are you expecting and demanding the same from your team's work environments, like their workshops or production areas? This makes me think about the broken windows theory, which I've always found very fascinating and I think has a lot of application here. If you haven't heard of the broken windows theory, it says that visible signs of disorder and neglect can lead to further crime and antisocial behavior in a particular environment. Here we're talking about in a city or in an urban environment in particular. And it suggests that maintaining and monitoring urban environments in a well-ordered condition can prevent vandalism and an escalation to more serious crime. It sets a tone, it sets an expectation that is effective psychologically. It's a theory that was introduced by social scientists James Wilson and George Kelling back in 1982 in an article titled Broken Windows. I think it applies in business here, as I was just talking about, as it relates to work environments. If you set the tone 
and your leaders set the tone of a clean and a productive work environment, then that that feeds the culture and others will follow. So that's number one. It's your identity. That might be one of the reasons why you are the reason for a chaotic environment in your small business. Reason number two might be that you're not great at delegating. And guess what? This is a challenge for just about all of this. I don't think they were ever naturally born to delegate if we are also take charge type people, type A personalities, entrepreneurs. We got here in part, as I said, by getting things done, by believing and knowing that we can do it well, we can do it all well. But if you're wearing all of the hats and you won't let it go, that could be a sign that you're not learning how to delegate. If you think that only you can do it right, if you are micromanaging and not empowering your team to make decisions, delegating tasks to team members based on strength and areas of expertise, you have to take that into account, is the most effective way for you to grow and empower your team. And you also might want to consider outsourcing certain tasks. So delegating it to someone outside the business, like you might do with accounting, for example, or bookkeeping or cleaning services. Business owners who try to handle everything themselves can become overwhelmed, leading to mistakes and disorganization. I talked about and did a deep dive on delegation on episode 355 that I titled Four Reasons to Delegate. I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode if this is an area that you're trying to develop for yourself or someone on your team. And on that episode, but I'll bring them to the show notes for this episode as well, is a couple of key downloads. One is the delegation worksheet which you can use. You can use this worksheet tool to help you delegate effectively. It has the steps to follow to help you more effectively delegate. And also the other download is four reasons to delegate to help you learn more about why you should get better at delegating to help you grow your small business and minimize chaos. And those, those four reasons, by the way, are get more done in less time, leverage the skills, strengths, and great ideas of others, develop your team, and build small business, a small business that you can sell. So you're not delegating effectively is reason number two, why you might be the cause of the chaos in your small business. Reason number three I want you to consider is that you've created a culture of dependency and chaos. Maybe you're hiring people who you know will depend on you. You want to hire instead people who are organized, reliable, and capable of working independently. But those people will only stay with you or only attracted to organizations where they're going to be allowed to do their job, where they're going to be empowered to make decisions. So you may also be a person who has a high need for information, and that's very common amongst entrepreneurs is that you need information. And that's fine, but you have to be careful about how you're demanding that, how you're getting that information. We're also control freaks. I know that I am. So that's okay. I understand that. That's part of how you got here. That's one of your superpowers. But that control can spill over to creating an environment of complete dependency and the lack of empowering your team. Your team members who feed off of this will begin to become dependent on this. And speaking of team members, and it could be a team member, it could be a team leader, it could be a partner. There are people that create and feed off of chaos. So maybe it's not you creating the chaos, but maybe it's someone that you have enabled or have allowed to continue to feed off of and create chaos. I see this often in work environments, and it's not that that person is doing it necessarily purposefully, certainly probably not maliciously, but it's how they've learned to get attention. They have created and prefer 
the chaos because it allows them to be the hero firefighter. It's also a very good excuse for not getting other projects done or getting more difficult things done or why they haven't been able to accomplish certain goals because they were too busy putting out this fire or this problem or handling this crisis. And if you look into it, you realize that there's always a chaos around them. They're always tackling the chaos. So it could be that you're allowing someone on your team to create and feed off of this chaos. So recognizing a culture of dependency in your small business is one of the first steps towards fostering a more empowered and self-sufficient team. And some common signs to look for include employees frequently seeking your approval for minor decisions, displaying a lack of initiative, or hesitating to act without your directive. This dependency often manifests in the tendency to turn to you for every solution rather than engaging in problem solving on their own. If you find yourself entrenched in micromanagement, it's not only a sign of dependency culture, but also that you are the contributor of it. This situation, of course, will stifle growth and innovation within your teams and within your business. Another indication of culture dependency is the struggle your team might face when attempting to work independently because they fear making a mistake. It's also important to observe the level of stress or chaos that may ensue when you're gone. So when you're away for a week or two weeks or whatever period of time, either on vacation or at a conference, if it seems like operations come to a halt or completely disrupted and you're getting calls or you're still having to make decisions via email or phone calls, that's a glaring sign of dependency. And so we have to address a culture of dependency by empowering our team where employees feel confident to take initiative and to make decisions on their own. We have to offer them the training and development opportunities to enhance their problem-solving skills and boost their confidence. For example, one of the things that I recommend is that uh, for those employees who often come to you with a problem, start teaching them to come to you with the problem and some options that they believe might be ways to address that problem. So you might say, Come to me with at least three options for how we might fix this and have them think through how should we address this problem. So you're teaching them how to problem solve and giving them or beginning to give them the confidence to do so themselves. So by doing so, you're not only avoiding or fixing a culture of dependency, but fostering a more proactive, innovative, and resilient team, which is essential for the growth and sustainability of your small business. Number four reason why you might be the one causing the chaos is you don't trust your team. So you want to empower your team, empower them with the resources they need to perform at a high standard. You want to provide them clear guidelines and standards and then trust them to do their jobs. If an employee, a particular employee or a team is not performing well, then deal with that problem with that employee. And also it's often a time to review your systems and see if there's something there that led to the problem or is causing the problem. Fix that as well. In other words, work on the root cause of problems. Don't just say, well, see, I tried to delegate it. It didn't work. They can't get it done. I'm taking that back. And then communication is important. You know, I talked about that need for information. Are you using communication tools like Slack or Microsoft Teams to facilitate better communication among your team members and the communication to you. Remember that overly controlling every detail and not delegating tasks, it will lead to an operational inefficiency 
and it'll stifle employees' ability to take initiative. Recognizing trust issues within your small business is vital for fostering a conducive environment. Micromanagement is a clear sign of distrust, and it often manifests in overseeing every minor detail and not allowing employees to complete tasks independently. This is closely tied to a reluctance to delegate more important tasks to a lack of a trust in your team's capabilities. Constantly checking on employees' progress or asking for frequent updates can also signal distrust. And in overriding decisions made by your team without any substantial reason, that really shows a lack of trust and it undermines their judgment and their confidence. So that lack of open communication where employees feel that their ideas or concerns are dismissed or not considered, that also reflects trust issues and can hinder the free flow of ideas and solutions within your business. So addressing these signs is a step forward to building a more trustful, open, and collaborative work environment and minimizing the chaos. And number five is you're managing, not leading. Learning to delegate is part of this. It's part of becoming the leader of your business, not just the manager. And part of this is a responsibility to set clear expectations, clearly communicating your expectations to your team leaders, to your team regarding work standards, deadlines, and behaviors. So there's various components to this, I believe, at a high level. One is vision and mission. If you lack a clear direction, that's going to impact chaos. So if a business owner, if you as a business owner are failing to provide clear goals, vision, or direction for the business, employees can become confused or disorganized, not knowing what it is that we're really trying to accomplish. Second is culture under this topic of managing and not leading. As leaders, as the CEO of our business, we're responsible for nurturing and fostering a culture of responsibility and accountability, of resourcefulness, and of continuous improvement. You're responsible for making sure we have depth at every position, at every critical position where possible, so that if one person leaves, it doesn't create even more chaos. And then related to that are systems. You must have implemented systems and procedures that establish clear a clear process, for especially for those common tasks and operations within your business. As it relates to communication amongst the team and with you, also look at implementing project management tools like Asana or Trello or Monday.com to keep track of tasks, of scopes, of deadlines or projects, and so that you have visibility into what's going on so that you don't keep micromanaging if that's what you're trying to get as information about the progress of a particular project. Speaking of systems, an episode that I recommend is episode 242 of the How a Business podcast. Episode 242 is all about small business systems and how to develop and implement them in your small business. Another episode I want to recommend on this topic of chaos is episode 460. On episode 460, I had the pleasure of chatting with Clayt Mask, and we talked about conquering chaos. Clayt Mask is an entrepreneur, and he's also the co-founder and CEO of Keep, Keep Software, which is formerly Infusionsoft, they they produce a sales and marketing automation software tool for small businesses that many of you might use. CRM is part of that. He is a national speaker on entrepreneurship and small business success, and he's the co-author of the New York Times bestselling book, Conquer the Chaos, How to Grow a Small Business Without Going Crazy. And on episode 460, we discussed that book and his thoughts on some of these components of Are we as the owner causing the chaos? And here's an interesting quote from that conversation that I had with Clay about owners causing the chaos. Quote, 
What I've learned about entrepreneurship is that it's our ego that drives this and we have a lot of ambition. And so most entrepreneurs are very achievement oriented, but that ego also has a fearful side about what we might lose and what we might have to stare in the mirror if we're not good enough or capable enough to accomplish our goals. And so I believe the source of it all is actually ego born out of fear and out of pride to look a certain way. And those two things, I believe, are what cause so many entrepreneurs to sacrifice too much either out of fear or out of a desire to show a certain thing or causes them to, once they're achieving it, to be addicted to it, frankly. And that has, on the surface, it has all the appearance of trappings of success. But what ends up happening is people get burned out, the entrepreneur, the people around them, and it's a short-term success that ends up causing big challenges. End quote. So he's talking about there that identity that we tend to develop as business owners. And when we start to step back from the day-to-day activities, when we start to let others make critical decisions, we start to question, well, who am I? What is my role? What do I do? That's what I did. That was my superpower. So now who am I? And that is a real challenge for a lot of us as we scale our business. But we need to be aware of that. And we need to make sure that we're not getting back engaged in the business because we're trying to feed that identity. Let me summarize the the five reasons you might be the source of chaos in your business. I talked about one, it's your identity. It's become your identity. Number two, you may not be as great at delegating as you need to be. Number three, you've created a culture of dependency and chaos. Number four, you don't trust your team. So there's no way you can delegate to them. And five, you're managing, not leading. So those are some of the reasons that I'd like you to think about as you analyze why is there consistent chaos in your business. Also want to encourage you to go to the show notes page for this episode at thehowabusiness.com and get those two downloads that I referred to, the delegation worksheet and the four reasons to delegate document. So to summarize, while periods of chaos in your business are normal, particularly when you're first launching your business and going through a major disruption like losing a key team member or or perhaps with a particular crisis. I get it. That's normal in those cases. But prolonged chaos is likely a sign of trouble in your small business and it's not sustainable. So I shared with you that often we, the owners or the leaders of the business, can be the root cause of the chaos. And so it's imperative that we are honest with ourselves and with the state of our business environment and culture and work continuously on reducing the chaos for the benefits of our team, our customers, ourselves, and the longevity of our business. The first item I had you think about is that the turmoil often stems from our own identity crisis, perhaps. When we embody the business to an extent where distinction blurs, The resulting stress and burnout not only affects us, but echoes throughout our business, creating a disorganized environment that hampers productivity and cultivates more chaos. Secondly, our struggle with delegation can become a significant contributor to this disarray. A belief that only I can do it right leads to wearing too many hats, micromanaging, and eventually an overwhelmed and disempowered team. This tendency obstructs the natural flow of operations. It stifles the growth of both our employees and of our business. The third aspect I discuss is nurturing a culture of dependency or avoiding that culture of dependency. When employees constantly seek approval for even minor decisions from you or are hesitant to take initiative, it indicates a dependency culture. And this culture discourages problem solving and inhibits the evolution of a self-sufficient and proactive team and a business that you can step away from. 
Fourthly, we talked about trust. Trust issues can magnify the chaos, overriding decisions, constant checking, and a reluctance to provide autonomy are clear indicators of a trust deficit. This lack of trust hampers open communication, collaboration, and eventually the overall morale and productivity of your team. And lastly, I talked about the transition from being a manager to leading and how crucial that is. Self-awareness is the first step towards unraveling the chaos in our small business. And by identifying and addressing these aspects within ourselves, we pave the way towards creating a more organized, empowered, and thriving small business environment. It's about fostering trust, promoting empowerment, and transitioning from managing to leading that will steer our small business towards a path of growth, innovation, and sustainability, and away from constant chaos. I wish you the best as you start and grow your successful and profitable small business. This is Henry Lopez. Thanks for joining me for this episode of The How of Business. I release new episodes every Monday morning, and you can find the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, including The How of Business YouTube channel and at my website, thehowofbusiness.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com. The drive to go further and reach higher. The same thing that inspires you, inspires us. At Strayer University, we're always searching for new ways to make education more affordable. That's why we offer access to up to 10 no-cost gen ed courses to help you save time and money so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. No-cost gen ed provided by Strayer University affiliates of Field Learning. Eligibility rules apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEF.